0: Hello, this is Kirsty McIntosh, welcome to the Scottish Tech Army podcast, this is episode four. Thanks very much for your kind messages from last week, they're all very much appreciated as always. Today is Volunteer Stories number two and I'm really delighted to tell you that we have our guests Maria Hamilton and Lisa Dempsey, both volunteers for the Tech Army since the very earliest days. Hello Maria.
1: Hello Kirsty.
0: Thanks very much for joining the podcast today, it's very much appreciated. Tell us how you got involved in the tech army because you were involved in the tech army before it was really the tech army, I suspect, weren't you?
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, well, what happened was I, it was right at the early stages of COVID and i come back from a holiday rather prematurely and we got, um, we got evacuated out of France as it went into lockdown. And um, so everything shut down. I was in between job roles and uh, I was really looking for something to do. Um, pri- prior to uh, STA, I'd done a small piece of work for a friend of mine who was uh, works for NHS Lanarkshire around some app, uh, looking at apps for COVID support, and it got me sort of thinking about how I could, you know, um, support the sort of COVID crisis with some of my skills and experience. And for me, it sort of made sense to, you know, use those sort of talents. And i was struggling to find an opportunity to to do that. Um, and I saw what happens is I just saw an advert on LinkedIn, which was one of Alistair's early earliest rallying cries um, looking for volunteers. And it really resonated with me. Um, so I just contacted Pete and Alistair and had a chat. And uh, that's where it started. Fantastic fantastic so really at the very
0: earliest days i think it's one of the things that you've just said there that really resonates with me is is the confidence that we have in our skills and our and the knowledge that actually um those skills are useful and we should actually be promoting them i think that's the that's the most important
1: thing yeah i think one of the things that was really interesting for me and what was exciting was that um it was a sort of startup situation and i've been involved in a few sort of startups and it was um it was a real sort of opportunity to sort of get involved with something right from the start and sort of shape it. And and I really like that, sort of being able to sort of shape things and sort of get things off the ground. So I just thought, hmm, you know, let's let's just have a chat and see where it goes and get stuck in. So I just signed up and said, look, how can I help you? So
0: you're involved in the community building that goes on yeah.
1: within the Scottish Tech Army. Can you tell me a bit
0: about what community building actually is in the context of something like Uh, a charity
1: like the Tech Army? Well, the community management is the key. Well, basically, we're all online. You know, the whole community is online. We're bringing everybody together, different areas, different skill sets. Um, And the community management or the community building sort of aspect is key to getting people motivated, helping them understand the opportunities that are available within STA. Um, And for me... A lot of it is around helping join the dots and sort of bringing people together to you know support or deliver something that's useful for um you know our charities um so it's it's very much sort of bringing people together to deliver something bigger than what they could actually do on their own so the slack channels um
0: are part of that community building and and i know from my own experience there that we had lots of different slack channels being built up which were purely internal so they were they were about actually you know what does it take to keep the army moving you know how do we make sure this thing happens how do we get the confluence system operating properly how do we how do we know where people know where to go the hosting system that you've set up for community hosts to welcome volunteers that's all part of that but we're only just over three months old, Maria, so how did it actually, how did you actually do that so quickly? How did you cope with the speed at which volunteers were arriving in the, in the workspace and, uh, and, and desperately looking for places to go? Oh, I don't know.
1: That's it, Alistair's sort of analogy. It's, it's very much... Uh, in the early days it felt like you were flying the plane as well as building it at the same time (laughs) so it for me I've been involved in sort of community management or building networks of volunteers so some of it was that I knew what needed to happen um, in my head and it was a matter of sort of filling in the gaps around what slack channels we needed what types of processes and systems what types of people we needed you know what was the sort of basic basic infrastructure that we needed so we had slack so that was our original communication channels and it was building that communication around there as we grew bigger and bigger obviously all the slack channels became it became more difficult to communicate so then it's now looking at having a sort of centralized point reference point of information that everybody can point to so now we're looking at building and an STA intranet on top of our confluence channel so that there's a single point of contact. It's a continual sort of evolving sort of thing. Um, you know, originally in the early days, it was around building or helping to build some of the core sort of, you know, groups that would look at PMO, that would look at data compliance. Um, I was involved with Shireen in the early days with the Book of Knowledge and building out all the information for project volunteers when they sort of joined STA and and putting that initial sort of information up um, and it's a continual sort of evolving process. So you sort of do it and then you think, okay, well, that was good enough for then, but now we're a bigger organized, you know, we're a bigger community. We need to improve that. And what can we do that will, that will make it better yeah. and, and be more sustainable and scalable. So it's just been a continual sort of evolving thing. Um, a lot of it is around, you um, Sort of looking at it from an overall view of where you want to go. So I've got some clear ideas around, you know, the whole learning and development of our sort of volunteers and understanding what needs to happen there, and sort of mapping that out at the sort of high level. But then sort of thinking, okay, well, what do we need?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, at the lower, you know, what do we need at the more detailed level to make that work? Uh, the community host thing was is um, it's, it's it's quite a sort of common community online community management aspect but how could we integrate that into sta and and you know with your with yourself leading that (laughs) kirsty and the team you put together it's been absolutely brilliant and it's really really helped a lot of people in the early days when all the information was all over the place and now we're developing that and evolving that so it's it's working with great people um you know that are prepared to sort of share their talents and skills. It's working collaboratively, and um, and bringing that. What I enjoy is being part of that team and helping make things work, and getting stuck in, and helping people get together as a group to develop, and um, you know to to um, put together a, uh, a particular system or a process, or to help our volunteers in a certain certain way. It's brilliant. I, I suppose one of the
0: things that I um... Think a lot of people might be quite interested in is how you do all of that when you are you know almost to exception working with strangers you're working with people that you've never met before okay there's maybe two or three that you've kind of come across in a previous life but really you're you're working with people who've just appeared in in in, in the volunteer space alongside you um and you've got to kind of help continue to kind of build that community with people about whom you know you know almost nothing, so you're you're not only trying to um, deliver process if you like but you're also you're also relying entirely on your soft skills if you like to to build to build those relationships with other people and I think that's one of the really important things in the in the tech army is those is those relationships and the willingness to work with people that you've never kind of come across before did you did you enjoy it has it been a really interesting and sort of like fun experience or has it been a bit yeah that's
1: the bit that I really really thrive on um this whole sort of making sort of connections and it's something that I've done in previous sort of roles and I quite enjoy I have a sort of natural curiosity about people Mm -hmm. and just about finding out about them and just that whole sort of piece of connection. I really enjoy connecting with people, but also helping people connect with others, you know, to help them in some way to build something. So that's something intrinsically that I really enjoy and working with a whole group of people. So if you have that curiosity and that, enjoyment of working collaboratively with people you know being part of that team thing Mm -hmm. and then i think that that works in this sort of organization and you derive an energy from that it's exhausting sometimes giving out it is exhausting giving out and people are very differently in terms of how they think and how they do things to you but um i it's on the whole it's been a really really positive experience and i've met so many brilliant people i've learned so much from it um and it it's just that it's that whole I, I i put myself out there i've got no problem in terms of reaching out to people and i generally find people are quite positive so and sometimes it doesn't work but you know that's very much in the sort of minority so it's that whole sort of connection thing that i intrinsically enjoy and i think that's why i'm able to do what i do yeah
0: yeah i think it's really interesting that um we've built, we've built, I say week, I mean the whole of the tech army, we've built collectively a community that's entirely online, uh, but it's yeah. extremely human, it's very personal, it's a lot of fun, yes, there's some stress in there involved as well, we're trying to help um, people who are trying to help others who have great need, and, and, I, and I think it's really interesting that uh, we've actually been able to do the whole thing online, that we're all all, you know, Zoom experts, it just sort of almost feels like second nature certainly to certainly to me It certainly feels like second nature to be doing these kind of calls I can't imagine actually sitting down in front of another human being <laughs> a physical in a physical space anymore because I'm so used to doing it online And I think it's a we great don't... testament to, to people like yeah that Actually that that community has is built and formed and and holds its shape in many ways shape and you know in many yeah. Forms. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: I think it's absolutely superb. So what are your hopes for? future of the tech army we've kind of managed to identify that you know helping organizations cope throughout you know Mm -hmm. the pandemic is one thing but actually we've identified a
1: need for the tech army in the future so what are your hopes for it um well i'm 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 really excited that we're looking forward to the next stage of sta and the in and understanding that the sort of skills development and learning aspect will be quite key in the next phase um, there's a lot of new graduates and career changers that have recently joined the, the tech industry that are going to struggle uh, at this current point in time um, and I think that the STA is really well placed to provide that sort of launch pad to help them gain those skills you know, through our buddying and STA buddying programs and our mentoring programs. and um, so I think that there's a lot more that we can do that we can develop. So it's being involved in those next sort of initiatives and helping that scale and, and develop that units you know, yeah. and, and and so that's what I'm excited about and that's what I'm hoping to still be involved in yeah. in, in terms of helping to sort of shape that and help help people build, a, build their futures that they can support and, and develop themselves, as well as helping the charities and other organisations, third sector organisations in need.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, you're right, the kind of, um,
1: the future is a very exciting landscape for the,
0: for the tech army, I agree. So what have you taken from the tech army work? taken is the wrong expression but what i mean by that is you know what's it given you how do you um how have you coped with your pandemic and and uh, and the uncertainties of the of the world at the present time is the tech army you know given you something that you weren't expecting
1: oh absolutely um i th- i think it came at, it came at absolutely the right time because i was sort of struggling to sort of figure out what i was going to do obviously i'm I was in between contracts i wasn't going to be able to go and get a role that easily um at that particular point in time, I'm not very good at twiddling my thumbs and just sort of sitting there really. So it gave me a focus. Um, and also it gave me a routine. And it's really interesting listening to some of the people, you know, I was listening to something. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, yeah. So it's just listening to sort of other people, really, and how they cope. And, and how do you build resilience in times like this and having a routine, having a sort of focus is very much something that they talk about so uh, it's it's given me a good challenge to sort of think about I've got involved I've met some fantastic sort of connect built some fantastic connections met some really interesting people learned so much and I've actually helped be part of something that has been amazing really and has uh, gained a lot of exposure and and has really helped a lot of organisations, so that's not bad really, is it, for a lockdown phase? (laughs) Absolutely, not
0: bad at all for three months. Well, thank you very much for for talking to the podcast today, Maria. Really
1: appreciate your time. Thanks, Kirsty. I've enjoyed speaking to you too.
0: Isn't it great how people just roll up their sleeves, get stuck in, and use their skills and their talents to just... Get all of this stuff done. It's so fantastic for volunteers to arrive into an already built community, but it's very easy to take for granted how that community was built. So people like Maria and the team that she leads deserve all the credit. Thanks from me, certainly. Now, we've got more than 100 projects on the go at the Scottish Tech Army. And like any professional organisation, we need to make sure that we find the right skills and talents to deliver those projects successfully. So I was really glad to catch up with Lisa Dempsey and have a chat with her both about her own volunteer story and what the resourcing team at the Scottish Tech Army are getting up to. Hi, Lisa. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine, thank you. Thanks very much for joining us today. Um, Now, you're the project lead for the head resourcing team that's operating within the Scottish Tech Army. Uh, Tell me a little bit about how how you got here.
2: So I was placed on furlough from head resourcing from I think it was the end of March, um, and I'd been off for a couple of weeks, and we received an email from our commercial director and our managing director, just asking if anybody was available to volunteer some time to either be the project leads or one of the kind of recruiter people for the Scottish Tech Army. Um, I had a bit of information about who the Scottish Tech Army you know where and, and what the sort of initiative was. Um, and from reading it I just thought if this works, this could be great. This could really, really have a good, you know, huge impact on people. So I had a quick conversation with our MD Hugh and I thought, do you know what? I needed a bit of structure to my day, it was getting to the point where I'd been off and I thought, I just don't like being off, I like working and I thought, do you know what, let's give this a go because this could really, this could really make a big impact. So I thought, right, I'd love to be the project lead, be a bit of a challenge for me, but you know, putting my skills to the test and nothing I thought I couldn't achieve. So I thought, right, let's, let's give it a go. Um... And yeah, the the rest is history. I was you know <laughs> working there full time pretty much for for a good good few months. So yeah, it's been really good, really no,
0: good. It has a habit of sucking you in, doesn't it? Yes, it's, absolutely absolutely it
2: does. it's all consuming. <laughs> it really is. I think I worked more days STA than I did at Head Resourcing because I only worked four days at Head Resourcing, but I was working five or six days at STA because you're right, it's all consuming, and you want to. Make sure you're doing a good job. So absolutely, yeah, it's your that. life a bit.
0: <laughs> exactly, but it doesn't really kind of feel like a hardship, which is quite no, it thing. definitely
2: doesn't. Like no. Me.
0: So, so when you first joined, then were there any projects already waiting to be resourced, or were you were you coming in to kind of set up the framework for, for how you would go about resourcing projects?
2: So I think when I first joined, there was uh, a Scottish government role. I think that we thought we were going to need resource for but it hadn't really been approved yet it was a kind of we think we might need people do you know anyone with this type of skill set um in amongst the same time trying to set up what does it look like how do i get the roles how do i find the people what does that look like how do i make this work as a process so you know we'd identified our our own kind of process map but really when it comes to actually doing it that was kind of ever-changing trying to find the best way to do it so when I first joined, it was, yes, there was a couple of roles needed, but at the same time, it was trying to get the processes set up. So it was it was quite frantic for the first couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. And of course, then I suppose uh, the project started landing <laughs> with a loud resounding on a regular basis.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so, very much so. And, you know, that was fine because, you know, the people who are volunteering from the team, the majority of them are actually contract recruiters. So they're used to working at... You know fast paced high volume they know the tech mark you know the industry anyway so for us it wasn't really a learning curve in a way of how do we identify these people or where do we find these people it was more about how do we do that within this process yeah so for us we were lucky that the people that were that were joining us you know from the head resource and volunteer team kind of already knew a lot about the market and knew a lot of the people that were volunteering as well which massively helped absolutely
0: when people become volunteers, uh, we ask them to fill in a skills survey, but we also ask them to sort of fill in what it is that they, is that they want to do, you know, how much time they feel that they can commit. Uh, is that something that you think uh, has been useful to you? Uh, do you think that once people arrive in the tech army, they should maybe be thinking about updating that skill set because they're possibly identifying more about their skills once they're, once they're involved in projects?
2: yeah so initially having that information is really helpful to us because when we are given a vacancy you would call it or a volunteer opportunity we need to know what the kind of basic skills are that are needed from somebody and how much time they need that individual so for us we do need to know you know what what it is people want to do in the tech Army because actually somebody might say well I'm a project manager but my my real desire is to become a UX designer so actually for us we're looking for something that could maybe support someone who wants to gain UX designer skills, but we need to have that information but there's over nine hundred volunteers, so for us to kind of have our arms around what people actually do and what people want to do we need people to volunteer that information to us so doing that on the initial submission is really really helpful yeah um i think you're right about there needing to be an update probably as time goes on and i think that's definitely going to be a a work in progress to, to make that happen as time goes on people are going to go back to work people's desires are going to change they're going to see different things coming up in the tech army that they're going to think actually I'd love to learn how to do that or that particular charity is really close to home to me and I'd really like to help but maybe could I buddy up with somebody else that has those additional skills but I would really like to learn about that or but that's going to be an ever-changing ever-evolving type thing I think.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, one of the great things about the community building that's going on within the Scottish Tech Army is that we're providing those buddying opportunities those yeah. mentoring opportunities, which is wonderful. And, and even from my own experience uh, in the Tech Army, there's a lot of skills I didn't put down when I put my volunteer form in uh, that actually have I've discovered words for. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so I should probably be updating my updating my own one. I mean, podcast host obviously wasn't in there, so um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll go with that one. Uh, but I think it's it's a good point to make to to listeners that um, they don't their skill set doesn't necessarily have to reflect um, just what they can do. It can also reflect what it is that they that they want to do. So they should they should think in those terms as well. Um, and also, I suspect when people go back out into the workplace. Um, they do say that once you're in the army you never really leave so Mm -hmm. volunteering in the tech army to gain some skills and something that you're interested in that you maybe can't get that experience of in your job is a really great way of kind of getting those skills but also helping uh, the organizations that we're trying to help as well I think that's um, I think that's one of the, the messages that we need to get out there there as well.
2: Yeah 100% I actually spoke to somebody last week and he as like a digital transformation type person, a um, digital strategy type person. And when I was chatting to him on the phone, he said, oh, I've also done some, you know, video editing and some sound editing. And, and I was like, oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I said, so you need to get onto Slack and you need to, in your introduction, you absolutely have got to put what your kind of main job skill is. I was like, but you've got to include this other stuff too. is it like, because these are the type of skills that are in demand from people so even if it's doing an internal project you know it's still really helping the cause as a whole yeah. and it's using extra skills that perhaps you wouldn't normally be shouting about say on LinkedIn so it's um yeah so even you know having those types of conversations reminding people that it's not just your your day job that we want to know about it's actually all the other things that you're interested in and that you can do
0: yeah that's wonderful that's really good So you are now back off furlough, congratulations, (laughs) uh, and back to work. Um, Retrospectively, it's maybe a bit soon, but, you know, looking back on the last few months, how do you feel about what you've got from the tech army then?
2: Well, I've not left. This is the thing. I've not left tech army. I've I've gone back to work part-time, but and I said oh, I'll stay with tech army, you know, one day a week and then I'll have a couple of days to do the things I'd said I would do during furlough and didn't do because I did tech army. And actually those things have just stayed not done. And I've just been doing tech army three days a week.
0: <laughs>
2: I've, I've not really left. But when I look back at what I've gained from doing the tech army it's you know actually there's been so many things when I think back about it so one I really love seeing what it is that the projects have delivered and what impact they have so when I first read the, the you know the project description so when people are applying for help and you see what it is that you know, who it's going to impact if it gets implemented and, and what what that impact's going to be. And then to then read the updates once the project's been implemented to see how much of an impact that has on the charity and those that depend on the charity. It just to know that I had a part in that is just great. I wasn't the person that delivered it, but to, but to know I had an impact on that is, is really good, especially in such a difficult time. I think it's, yeah, it's lovely to, to kind of see that. And I think... I've really loved working with people that I wouldn't normally get to work with. So as a recruiter, my daily job is to ultimately find people to fit the right job. That's the kind of day-to-day of of my work. But actually to be involved with people on different things, implementing new processes, doing improvements, learning what a triage manager does, what's the decisions that they make, what's the questions that they ask, how do they work together as a team, you know, everything like that has kind of been really good for me because it's never been something that I've really been able to be involved in, in my day-to-day job. So mm-hmm. for me, it's been lovely to kind of hear those conversations and just be part of them, yeah. which has been great. And overall, it's just given me, you know, more visibility, more visibility of what people do, how people interact. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I think it's <clears> a <throat> very valid point that you make there that actually um the kind of visibility that you gain it actually it actually enhances your uh um your employability, I suppose, for, for want of a mm-hmm. better what want of a better description, that actually that this is something that you you come out of the STA, although as we say, you never really leave, but you come out the other side of the STA experience, uh, a more experienced um person and more and also possibly more more satisfied person as well, because as you say, you've 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 demonstrably been able to make a contribution to uh, to helping somebody else. So uh, I think that's a great message. Thanks very much, Lisa. That's great. Thank you. That's it for episode four. Thanks very much for listening. We're going to be switching things up on the podcast over the next few weeks. so listen out for some regular features and you co-host potentially, and some really interesting stories from around the community. In the meantime, Bye for now.